you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. Ladies and gentlemen of Mountaineer Nation, today, from the Trio 4 Productions studio, we bring you the State of the Position Address. This extensive examination into each position group of the 2019 West Virginia University football team will be brought to you by the unrelenting host of the Country Roads webcast, the inauspicious Jordan Cruz. We thank you for your time. And with no further ado, we present to you this week's State of the Position Address. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast. Brought to you by Trio 4 Productions, we are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to continue our State of the Position series by discussing the Mountaineer wide receiver position heading into 2019 as fall camp approaches just a couple days away now. Um, This recording is on July 31st on a Wednesday. The players report to camp tomorrow, Thursday, August 1st and hold their first training camp session Friday, August 2nd, with Fan Day coming up August 3rd. So the season is pretty much here, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to get to see these Mountaineers in action August 31st, one month from today, against the James Madison Dukes. So that's what we got coming for you today. Let's begin our discussion of the state of the wide receiver position by discussing the departing players. Okay, so first let's talk about the players West Virginia lost via graduation, and those were, of course, David Seals, now uh, signed by the Buffalo Bills via free agency in the NFL, Gary Jennings, drafted by the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL draft, William Crist, and Dominique Maiden were the other two graduates at the wide receiver position. West Virginia also lost a handful of players via transfer at the wide receiver position, those being um, you lose Two walk-ons in redshirt freshman Quincy Hall and redshirt freshman Colby Mack. Then another redshirt freshman recruit in Dylan Spalding, who was set to be a redshirt freshman this season. And then, of course, as has been well documented at this point, Marcus Sims deciding to hit the NFL supplemental draft where he was not selected but later signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars and going through training camp with them. So, all in all, West Virginia has lost Eight players at the wide receiver position, if you count the graduates and the transfers. So, going to be a lot of new faces on the um, within the wide receiver core this season coming up in 2019. Whether it be newcomers or some returning players that are really going to be um, in the fold more than they have been in the past. So, as we get in ready to discuss those players, let's start with the returning players at the wide receiver position for West Virginia heading into 2019. <laughs> Okay, so we'll break this down by class, starting with the highest class down to the youngest class. And uh, we will start off with T.J. Simmons, 
the redshirt junior receiver who has kind of taken on a leadership role within this team. Six foot two, 199 pounder. He's been classified. He can play inside receiver. He can play outside receiver. The staff's kind of expecting him to do whatever is needed. If they have some guys a step up on the outside, I think they would like him to play at the inside receiver position. But he can do either one, and he is really – I would say one of the leaders of not only the offense, but one of the leaders of the team from a character and leadership standpoint. He's really taken that role and taken over well, and he's really uh, shined in that role as a team leader. And really like what T.J. Simmons brings to the table, not only on the football field, but also off the football field with his character and his infectious attitude that he presents um, when trying to uh, become a leader of this team, which he has done so throughout the offseason, throughout the spring, and you will see that going into fall camp. And T.J. Simmons is a guy that will make some plays for the receiving core this year, arguably um, one of the top receivers and probably the one with the most experience returning. And then speaking of experience, another junior that has seen the field made some big plays last year, and that is Tevin Bush, a true junior wide receiver. Never has used that redshirt year, but he's 5'6", 166. Bit undersized, but doesn't slow him down as he has great speed and, and fantastic elusiveness as we've seen last year and when he had big plays against Baylor. Um, long touchdown. Also, um, dang, who was that against? Uh, Slipping my mind right now who, who that long touchdown pass was against, but he called a long touchdown pass last year, made several big plays, was kind of a big play specialist last season. And I think this year he will have a more um, overall effort, not only be on the field, you know, um, in certain situations, but be on the field um, more so throughout the whole game. And I think he's got a chance to be one of the starters and one of the big contributors to this offense. I think you could still see those big plays from him, but I think he'll also contribute um, more consistently with other things besides just big plays, being a more every-down type receiver. And I think Tevin Bush is set for a pretty good year. Then Isaiah Esdale, redshirt junior. He is a guy that came onto campus last year after fall camp had already started, arrived as a JUCO transfer. And so he will be a redshirt sophomore this year, six foot, 201 pounder, looking to carve a place in as a slot receiver possibly, and uh, made some plays throughout the spring. And we'll see where he ends up after fall camp. Then you also have a redshirt sophomore, Ricky Johns. Ricky Johns is uh, seen in the spring game, made a couple plays for the blue team there. He's a redshirt sophomore, six foot three, 194 pounder. Following that, you also have another redshirt freshman in Bryce Wheaton. And Bryce Wheaton's a guy with a lot of potential due to his size. I think he really fits the mold of the type of players that Neil Brown and staff like at the outside wide receiver. Some of those big-bodied, uh, can-go-up-and-get-a-possession type receivers. And uh, Bryce Wheaton could be a guy that by the end of the year has really carved out a big role for himself. Um, and he's a six foot three, 215-pound redshirt freshman. Then beyond that... You have the one man that I really am a huge fan of, another redshirt freshman, played in a couple games last year, I think secured a couple of catches, but still didn't play enough to uh, lose that redshirt year, so he will be a freshman this season, a redshirt freshman, and that is the speedster on this receiving core, the guy that is probably going to be your starting outside receiver, and in my opinion has a great chance to be 
the big play guy of this offense and really make an impact at the receiver position. Do not be surprised if this guy leads the team in yardage and if he's one of the top guys in the nation in yards per catch because he can really be a deep threat. But I think he's a guy that could do it all potentially as well and is really set for a good career. And that is Sam James, the redshirt freshman, six foot, 182-pounder from Georgia. Keep an eye out on Sam James. Going to be wearing that number 13 this season, and he's going to be a breakout player in my opinion. I'm very high on Sam James. So those are the guys that West Virginia has returning. Now let's talk about some of the newcomers that West Virginia has added via recruiting out of high school or via transfer that will be on camp, well, already on campus, rather, but will be participating in the upcoming training camp, the fall camp, heading into practice as they prepare for James Madison on August 31st. And some of these guys may play roles in that offense during that first game and throughout the season. They may be newcomers, but that does not mean they will not contribute to the West Virginia and to the wide receiver position. So they will be helpful. So let's discuss these newcomers in the Help is on the Way segment. Help is on the Way. Okay, let's start off with the incoming freshmen. Um, To kick that discussion off, we will talk about a walk-on that West Virginia added for in-state guy from Huntington, West Virginia, going to be a true freshman, and that's Grayson Malasevich, five foot nine, one hundred eighty pounder. Um, you know, could fill out depth. West Virginia needs depth at that wide receiver position. He could contribute there, whether it be on scout team this year, leading to a redshirt year, or what have you. But who knows what the future holds? But Grayson Malasevich had joined West Virginia as a walk-on and will be a true freshman wide receiver contributing in fall camp and throughout the season, likely on the scout team as. Odds are he's heading for a retro year this season. Then the other two true freshmen West Virginia added were um, recruits that they signed and are scholarship players. One of those being Allie Jennings, six foot one, one hundred eighty-one pound true freshman from Richmond, Virginia, and the other being Winston Wright, five ten, one hundred sixty-six pounder true freshman from Pooler, Georgia. So those are the true freshmen West Virginia is adding. Um, I don't know. I think that there's a good chance that either one of those guys could contribute, Ollie Jennings or Winston Wright. People have been very high on both of them. Um, I think Winston Wright is really a speed guy. So I think if I had to take my pick between the two of who could get on the field first this season, I think I would give it Winston Wright that edge just based on intangibles and the speed that he brings. But I think Ollie Jennings is a player that could have a good career. Also, by the time it's all said and done in Morgantown. And I think either one of those guys you may see uh, on the field some this season, especially since you can play in up to four games and still uh, retain that red shirt. So look out for Ollie Jennings and Winston Wright. So those are the freshmen West Virginia has added. Let's talk about a few transfers that West Virginia added to help in the receiving um to help out the receiving core, rather, excuse me, this season in 2019. As I said, they lost eight players, so they really needed to bring some in. So they also brought in a couple of transfers. One of those being a true sophomore in six foot three, 198 pound receiver from Brooklyn, New York, Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan transferred from Temple University, um, applying for a waiver to try and become immediately eligible at West Virginia for this season. West Virginia has not yet heard back on that waiver, um, but they do have a good feeling. Um, that's the rumor that he will likely be eligible to play right away this season, especially since Temple went through two head coaching changes in less than two weeks. So they feel like he has a good chance to um, become eligible this season. And if he does, he could probably contribute in one way or another. 
And then the other one is George Campbell. He's going to be a redshirt senior, fifth-year senior, six foot four, 183-pounder from Clearwater, Florida. And George Campbell comes to West Virginia via Florida State, where he has was a very big recruit, a five-star recruit out of high school. But kind of similar to the Kenny Bigelow story, I know a lot of people remember from last season, Kenny Bigelow was the number two defensive tackle in the country, I believe. Coming out of high school, went to USC, suffered a lot of injuries, never really got to play, but very few snaps. Decides to use his grad transfer year to transfer to West Virginia. Has an amazing season last year, and I think George Campbell could do something similar like that for the offense this season, considering his story is very similar to that of Kenny Bigelow. Five-star receiver recruit, went to Florida State out of high school. Injuries uh, plagued him throughout his career there at Florida State, but now fully healthy, he decided to use his grad transfer capabilities to transfer to West Virginia, where he will be immediately eligible for his final year, his senior year here in Morgantown, and I think he could make an impact for the offense and be one of those guys on the outside at receiver. So those are the guys West Virginia employees at the wide receiver position heading into fall camp. And uh, let's talk a little bit about where these guys may line up and a little bit of a pecking order maybe that could be established coming up here um, as fall camp begins. All right, so I'm not going to break it down to necessarily a too deep, but I think that there's probably a handful of guys that I would consider to be right now the top guys at the wide receiver position. And you know, I don't know a lot about Sean Ryan, but um, I think the coaches are pretty high on him if he gets eligible, so he could definitely factor in. You know, you need multiple receivers here, especially in the Big 12. You know, you can't have just guys running around. You need eight to ten guys that can really contribute because these guys are going to get tired as many plays are running in the Big 12 as long as they're on the field and what have you. So, But having said that, I think that, um, of course, Sam James, who I've said Many times I'm very high on. I think he's one of your better guys. Of course, T.J. Simmons being a team leader, he's going to be up there. I think George Campbell is going to contribute. I think he's going to play a big role in the offense. And then I think Tevin Bush is going to have an expanded role this season. And then I think Bryce Wheaton's the guy that can contribute as well. And then I think you could probably mix Sean Ryan in if he's eligible. So I think that's kind of your top six guys. It's just a matter of where you line those guys up. And then I think you could have... Other guys factor in, such as Randy Fields, Ricky Johns, um, Winston Ryder, Allie Jennings. I think that those are kind of the next ones in line there um, as far as that's concerned. As far as where everybody's going to line up um, initially, um, if I'm picking right now, I think that you're going to have George Campbell as an outside receiver and Sam James as an outside receiver. And then either T.J. Simmons or Tevin Bush in the slot, depending on if you're lining up three or four wide. I think if you're lining up four wide, you have both of those guys in the slot. If Giovanni Haskins, um, the tight end we previously discussed on our last episode, doesn't spread out there. But I think that your top outside guys right now um, is probably George Campbell on one side, Sam James on the other. And then I think inside it's going to, of course, be Tevin Bush or T.J. Simmons, depending on matchup or what type of formation that you're lining up in. So. Having said that, and given my opinion on the pecking order, currently as it currently stands, um, as far as the state of the wide receiver position, I'm going to say uh, fair right now. I think that it has a chance to be good and even maybe possibly be on that by season's end. But I think right now at this point, fair is about the best thing that you can give it. Um, Tevin Bush and TJ Simmons being the only guys that really have any playing experience on the field with West Virginia specifically. Um, 
Sam James and Bryce Wheaton got into a couple games, but never really saw too many targets or anything like that. And now they've got a chance to become focal points of the offense, especially in Sam James' case. And I think Sam James' potential is through the roof. So I think that's one reason West Virginia could become good or beyond that by the time season's end, as well as George Campbell. Um, as high-rated of a recruit that he was and now being healthy, who knows what he could potentially bring to the table as well. So I think the potential is there for West Virginia. It's just a lack of experience that makes me think the state of this position right now is just fair to Midland. And, you know, I think T.J. Simmons is a team leader and could have a good year. I think Tevin Bush is going to see an expanded role and maybe possibly break out as well. And then, of course, Sam James and George Campbell are guys to keep eyes on. But I think that the good spot, the good silver lining about this is that T.J. Simmons and Tevin Bush are juniors, so you'll have them for another season. And then beyond that, a lot of these guys that you're going to have contributing this season, whether being starters or providing depth and getting into the rotation, are sophomores or freshmen. When you look at guys like Bryce Wheaton, Sam James, Ollie Jennings, Winston Wright, Sean Ryan. So I think the future is very bright for West Virginia at the wide receiver position. And I think this year will just be the tip of the iceberg as these guys kind of find their footing and um, get used to the new offense under Neil Brown and uh, realize their potential. And I think there's a very high ceiling. And hopefully that floor comes up by the time the season starts and um, we can see what these guys can really do. So having said that, that will pretty much wrap up this edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. As always, follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Instagram or Twitter. You can find them on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. And then, of course, like the Almost Heaven Athletics page there on Facebook. And, of course, check out the great content there on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. And if you'd like to follow us here on the podcast on Twitter, you can do that as well. It's at WVU Country Roads to follow the Country Roads webcast on Twitter. Only two more shows left in the State of the Position series. That will be the running back and the quarterback. Then after that, we will get into our season prediction roundtable with members of the Almost Heaven Athletics team. So you're not going to want to miss that coming up here in just a couple of weeks as we give our West Virginia uh, break down West Virginia schedule game by game, give our season predictions as well as some predictions for breakout players for West Virginia and predictions throughout the Big 12 as we um, – try and get things together before the season starts. So that's what you can expect from us here on the podcast. And I really hope you're enjoying the podcast and spreading it around with Mountaineer Nation. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, SoundCloud, wherever you take in your podcast, you can find the Country Roads webcast. Just search for us on there, like us, subscribe to us, and most importantly, share us around Mountaineer Nation with other Mountaineer sports and Mountaineer football fans. As we get ready to gear geared up for the season, we're going to be having more episodes once it comes around season time. We usually have a couple episodes a week then, so you're definitely going to want to get the rest of your Mountaineer football friends and family in on the Country Roads webcast as the season comes around. So. That's a little bit about what we got upcoming. Season's right around the corner. By the time we record our next episode here on the Country Roads webcast, fall camp will have started in Morgantown, and it will not. It is a mere days away, less than a month now, before the Neil Brown era at West Virginia officially begins in the 2019 college football season and the 2019 Mountaineer football season. So can't wait to see what happens, but until next time, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Let's go, Mountaineers! Let's